Whether you celebrate Christmas or any other kind of winter-related holiday, or even if you celebrate nothing at all, I just want to take this moment to say thank you guys for listening to us this year, and uh, I hope that you guys are all safe and doing well. Um, Love you all. Merry winter. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro gaming extra suit. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses on Christmas Eve, if you celebrate that, to Rocket Slime Dragon Quest Adventures. Yeah. Uh, put your 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 iPod under the fire. Your <laughs> old Saint Slickless <laughs> down the the uh, Slimney, <laughs> Slimney. Yes, he is. Um, down the uh, down the down the slime chute. Yeah, down the slime. Down the grease pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Get on down there, grease pipe, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Give me gifts. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're re- reading your responses to uh, Rocket Slime. Yeah. Uh, Thank episode. you. Yeah, people people came out in force on this. Yeah, it is, it is a loved game. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pick us up first with Gordon, who writes in via contact saying, thanks so much for introducing this game to me. Well, it's not so much of a delight as a pun delivery system that hooks directly into your veins. I fell in love with it uh, when I read the name Mother Guperior. The localization team must have been stellar. Indeed. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? I'd be curious to read something about like the localization of this game because it's one of the stronger ones I've I can mm-hmm. think of recent memory. That's that's weird, right? Because it feels like the DS was like the golden age for that a little bit. Yeah. Like that's that that that's when everybody started kicking their ass into gear. Like I feel even like early PS2 games, especially without voice acting, still had a little bit of the uh kind of the awkward literals. Whereas yeah. this was just like completely off in spaceland. Yeah, like like humor is really hard to to translate mm-hmm. through this. And especially since so many things were like like there's so many things rhyme, mm-hmm. you know? Um, how do you, how do you get that across in uh, yeah. a language barrier? Genuinely yeah. impressive. And even those title cards for the different tanks too, those had like different text treatments and different graphical things. Like I, I, I wonder if Chrono Twigger for as gross as that word sounds, yeah. um, you know, translates like it does, or well, if they just ex- made that up exactly. as whole, out of whole cloth. Right. Yeah. Because like, because the, the word in Japanese for twig <laughs> probably isn't pronounced twig. So probably mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, so that, I mean, that's what I mean. It sounds like an obvious thing to point out, but I'm just kind of curious as to the mechanics of that. Mm-hmm. Like if anyone knows, if anybody works in localization or, uh, you know, knows, uh, knows Japanese and can kind of explain maybe what the magic is that we're, we're missing. Yeah, here right in because I'm I'm curious. Please do like and especially yeah. um if you can provide like interviews or sources. I couldn't find very much, but admittedly yeah. I didn't look very hard. Yeah, I couldn't find a lot either. There's not a whole lot about this game. Like yeah. it's kind of well loved, but then also uh, a little bit forgotten as well. Yeah, and I worry about stuff like that with the early DS age. Actually, yeah, like before the DS yeah. became like this remake machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, same thing. Um, I think about that with uh, PSP games too, mm-hmm. where like PSP since it was kind of like shit on the entire lifespan. Mm-hmm. All these weird games that I remember playing on PSP that are like, I can't really see surviving. Like, um, it's a game called like Guruman, a monstrous adventure. Do you know um, that game? Uh, that yeah. Game? I read about like an EGM or something like that. Like, that's really good. And is going to just like, I've never heard it talked about and nothing is going to happen with it. It feels like, mm. um, you know, and it's kind of a shame, like that early, this, this current age of handhelds, the early stuff is, is really spiraling towards a memory hole. Yeah. So, Joan Joan Dark, that game. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good tactics game. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it's like I never hear anyone talk about it. Um, yeah, 
So who knows? Um, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I guess I guess what we're waiting for is in like ten years when like Jeremy Parrish's you know budded vanishing twin that comes out because it wouldn't be a son. That's only ten years. Does like Cron DS. You know, like we're we're waiting for re- they become retro and people to start. You know, we need a Game Boy World mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, if only uh, retro shows would start covering DS stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, and we can, we're not. We're only two men. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Can't do all of it. The um, so uh, Ricky says via contact. I was super excited about this episode because as bad and amazing uh, the puns are in this game, hearing them said out loud is just sublime. Uh, spelled. <laughs> That's the one that only works in text. It's kind of weird. It's spelled with the, the font of the band and he's got a little picture of the guy from sublime on there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that's not true. I shouldn't, I shouldn't it's, character it's, assassination it, assassinate Ricky. Like it's, that. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's Santeria, but spelled like diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> spelled like <laughs> when you said spelled, like I wasn't thinking in the way that you could spell something like something else because things mm-hmm. are just spelled the same way. Uh-huh. I was thinking about spelling something in a manner unto how one might perform diarrhea. Oh man. And I, like, not necessarily even a font. Like I was just thinking about like spelling it like sloppy and fast or like something. I was just like the way that you said that sentence, like really fired my imagination. <laughs> you just like, you. like, 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 like dropping trow in a snowy field and just rushing around in a squad as fast as you can. Yeah. Spelling Santeria to see if you can summon sublime from, like, <laughs> you can, you can get them to crash land on your exact spot. <laughs> Isn't that how they, I think that's how the guy died. Um, yeah, it's a plop circle. Yeah. <laughs> or a crap circle. I also would have accepted that. Like, that's a versatile <laughs> shit pun to summon sublime from the air. <laughs> like, get his angel to come down and teach you how to play some simple chords. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep reading the response. Kid. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, I discovered this game through Nintendo Power and ended up picking it up and experiencing a charming, easy game that would make me smile and groan. The tank battles were always fun, even if infiltrating the enemy tank was a bit too effective. Rebuilding the town was also pretty fun. I enjoyed seeing the church fill up with more slimes that sing every time you save, or seeing the slimes and monsters run around town. I still uh, try to recommend this uh, game to everyone I know, since you can grab it for pretty cheap. Even on a replay, the Fortnite or Chrono Twigger tanks still made me smile. I hope you two enjoyed the game. We did. Is uh, kind of per capita are slime some of those religious monsters in video game history? Yeah, that's like straight up Catholic imagery, isn't there? Like it's super Catholic and fully like 20% of the town is in the church all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that I that I love about these kind of sprite based RPGs, and I don't know if this might have been like the, the last dying hurrah of these on like mainline developer platform kind of stuff. But like mm-hmm. the fact that everything is on the, like the same sprite sheet and on the same rhythm and the fact that everything just kind of moves in sync with each other so that mm-hmm. when they start dancing or when they start singing, it's like everybody is like moving along. I guess there's a little bit of that like in New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, where all the enemies start. Yeah, bop bop. Yeah, like it's great. <laughs> yep. Everybody, you know, talks shit about the new Super Mario Brothers tile set, mm-hmm. but you get that cool music thing where everybody dances. <laughs> yep. Why'd you say that? Like, cause he's on sorry. I, <laughs> where everybody I dances. Where everybody dances. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But no. Yeah. Like I, I love it. Like all of that stuff is right. Like the puns are pretty grown worthy, but like. I'm kind of of the opinion that people only groan at puns because they wish they thought of them first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. There. That's, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Brian writes in via contact saying, 
When I was young, the games I played were pretty much determined by what my older cousin was playing at the time. For that reason, I never played an RPG until Final Fantasy VII was released. That's what unlocked my love of the genre. However, I have yet to play any of the main Dragon Quest series, except maybe a little bit of eight. This was the first Dragon Quest game that I bought on a whim after seeing a positive review, referring to Rocket Slime here, and I immediately saw why. This is a great gem of a game that I had always meant to revisit, but I had never gotten around to. Part of me was worried that this was purely nostalgic, because I remembered what a simple game it is. But its simplicity is where the game shines. Levels are never overwhelming, and warp points and carts are well-placed, so backtracking is never an issue. Then there are the tank battles. There are so many of them that it would seem possible that it would seem impossible for them not to get boring and repetitive. But for me, they never did. It was always satisfying to break into the enemy tank, break all their stuff, and either scamper back and forth with a bunch of their ammo, or beat them up while my crew fired upon them so they couldn't block the shots. It's not a perfect game. Some of the resource gathering for alchemy ingredients and unlocking monsters uh, to use as crew uh, can get old. Uh, though neither are mandatory as the slimes were good enough members that I never replaced them with monsters and their presence uh, for being rescued provided most of my ammo. The boss battles are definitely lacking as well. None of them, uh, except for Don Claw Leone, uh, came close to beating me. Potbelly did more damage to himself than I ever did, uh, and there weren't uh, as many as I thought that there were. But those are minor gripes about an otherwise outstanding game that I'm glad I was motivated to experience again. It's, it positively oozes charm, no pun intended, uh, from Rocket's perpetual smile to all the various slimes and monsters dialogue and speech mannerisms. If you guys have a recommendation for a great starting point, uh, I definitely want to, start, want to start exploring the main series. Hmm. I'm not the person to ask for a starting point. Like I have like next to no experience with DQ. Yeah, I, I think um, like the common uh, answer to that is like four five and six are the strong strongest mm. entries in the series um and and i i've i never like i played those but i haven't quite beat them and i want to revisit them and just have yep. it um you know i i played the first couple to completion on on nes and then which i wouldn't recommend and then eight which i played and eight is really great mm-hmm. but it's so long yeah like it's it's it but it's really good like it's consistently good throughout i really enjoyed it like it was funny and charming and like it's really beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's all cell shaded and like looks really great, um, but it's just very long. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend. So we've got those three DS ones coming out here pretty soon. Um, if you want something that's like kind of brand new feeling, uh, like the seven and eight ones coming out because they fix they they fix the problems with seven from what I understand. I I I don't know exactly what they did to it, but I can't. I wouldn't recommend anyone ever play Dragon Quest. <laughs> that's, like, that, Dragon, that's one that's I played the most game. of. Yeah. Like that's a bad game, dog. Yeah. Like <laughs> I like that. I think that game is really tedious. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, in, depending on what they fixed, like it might be might be better. But yeah, they like they 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 ease the rush to the class system is what I understand. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, ease a little bit of the repetition with uh, the crazy shrine that takes you back to the past. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, both of those are on their way. Um, and if you don't mind spending 30, $40 for, uh, for a DS game, uh, four, five and six are available for you. And like five, yeah. five, I understand like if you're used to a more kind of usual JRPG kind of story is the one that you want to go for just because it does, uh, kind of follow one particular hero and like, like through his entire life. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Um, 
I, you know, good response. I agree on most points, even though I, I think I like the boss fights mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in this game. Um, none of them were that hard. Yeah. Um, one of the things when we were talking about this game, like working so hard not to outstay its welcome, like that, like the constant kind of switching up of what you're doing is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they really, it really kind of labors to like try to not let you get bored with all the little one-off sequences, like the chase and the waterfall puzzle. Yep. And everything like they're really trying to make it so you don't get bored and like it's not only successful. There are a few too many tank battles, as we mentioned, but they do a, mo- a pretty good job of like valuing uh, variety. Yeah. Without it being like a mini game collection or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty cool. Agreed. Uh, Sebastian says by contact. I remember when I was originally going to buy this. I had a choice between it and Wario Master of Disguise. I went with Wario Master of Disguise, which is an OK game held back by its touch controls. After uh, regretting that purchase, I made sure to get Rocket Slime. This game is great. Sorry. The gameplay is rather fun. The game is not without its flaws, though. There are too many tank battles near the end, and your allies have rather dumb AI. Their strategy is just to throw everything in, even if it means throwing in a healing herb uh, when the tank is at max health, or a chili pepper when uh, you don't have a lot of items flying towards you. And they don't even bother uh, having and, and don't even bother having infiltrating allies because most of them won't attack the vital points of the enemy ships and instead focus on the enemies who are also focusing on them. Luckily, uh, the enemy also has that same AI, so it makes the battles easy. Also, the final boss is a joke. Uh, it's fun being this game again. Thanks for the great podcast. Sorry again. No need to be sorry. Yeah. I get the uh, sense that more people played along with us this time than usually do. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was everyone just kind of had this like this was right on the edge of disappearing down their memory hole. And a lot of people <laughs> were just like, oh, yeah, rocket slime. Yeah. Rocket slime. You know, like <laughs> up, dust off the old rocket slime, you know, for kids. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that's a uh, um, that's pretty good. Like, I uh, I don't know how dumb the AI was. Like, it was pretty basic, but I never ran into them healing me when they didn't need to. Like, I always felt that it, that that came at a uh, at a pretty good time. Um, the chili pepper is an interesting item that we didn't really talk about insofar as it doesn't seem very useful, except it will destroy all items in the air on its path, even yours. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be, again, that felt like something like we could do like a build for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there might be, it's like, it's a, a multiplayer thing mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. But I didn't really have a problem with the AI either. Um, but I think that it wasn't sophisticated or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. I mean, I was always the, the star of the show. So. <laughs> and even so, like about the uh, the invading ones, so like Cooley, he would go over and he wouldn't be as efficient. Like he couldn't destroy whole lines of the computers like I could. Um, however, he would keep them busy and slow them mm-hmm. down enough that to where it would make a, rec- a recognizable difference if I didn't feel like having somebody around doing support. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, Michael writes in via contact saying, when I heard you were doing rocket slime, I did an actual fist pump while driving. That's not safe. Um, uh, I never was a Dragon Quest fan back in the day, but thanks to Rocket Slime, I am now. While Rocket Slime was a pretty far from traditional turn-based Dragon Quest, sorry, was pretty far from the traditional turn-based Dragon Quest, uh, it helped to introduce me to the cool monsters of the series against the backdrop of a fun little action game. I'm sure that if it was longer than 10 or so hours, uh, it would have uh, worn out its welcome, but it was a fun, simple romp that had me smiling the entire time. I love that Rocket Slime bought, uh, brought me into the Dragon Quest fandom because I love DQ for the same reasons I love the Souls games. They are tough but fair, and they don't have game over screens. Getting a game over and losing progress is my least favorite thing in gaming. 
Dragon Quest handles death closely to the Soul uh, to the Soul series by letting you keep any items, experience, dungeons unlocks, uh, dungeon unlocks, and levels gained when you die, but it tosses you back to town with half of your money. You can mitigate this by storing money in the bank, so death is no big deal. Sorry for the Dragon Quest tangent, but knowing how you guys love Souls, I think that um, I think about this often when contemplating my enjoyment of Souls and DQ games. So I wanted to share. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing that I hear is an argument for why uh, Dragon Quest is is like one of the most casual um, kind of RPGs is the fact that your punishment for death is such a such a slap on the wrist. As, yeah. a, as opposed to just like a hard reset. All it does is kind of like make your resource chase harder. And so all you have to do is like grind to get back up to where you were. Yeah, the the um it feels like I I understand the like the the lack of penalty for death and it's I don't really like seeing a game over in any games. Mm-hmm. You know, like that like kind of bums me out and I'm fine going back to it. like I'm fine with a generous checkpoint system and JRPGs like there should be a save point before a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want to do anything other than uh you know, I don't want to be able to skip the cutscene and all that stuff. But it's, it feels very different than Souls to me. Um, Bob Mackey described it. At the, there's a Retronauts on Dragon Quest I'll put on the, the show notes. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said that, like, it's like climbing a mountain. Like, if you just keep trying, you'll eventually get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that kind of linear power structure does, where, like, no matter there, – there's a, a ceiling of how good you can get at the game. And being good at the game allows you to do things before you would just automatically be able to do it because of numbers. Mm-hmm. Like if you just keep playing it, you'll have the numbers to get past it. And that's something that like Souls doesn't do. Yep. So I can see it, it being similar in the idea that it doesn't, uh, there's no game overs, which I really like and I think is super important to why Souls is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dragon Quest seems like it's less about skill and more about persistence Yeah. to me, which is not, I'm not saying that necessarily as a, like I know there's one that I prefer to the other, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the yeah, it's choosing not. persistence is without value. It's just uh, like it, it feels very different to me in that like yeah. even Dragon Quest Eight, which I played completely through, like I never felt like my choices are being like it's hard to imagine being good at a Dragon Quest game. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? I mean, like so it, like it's not a dig at one or the other, but, you know, one of them is more about player um, kind of kind of skill and the other is more about avatar skill. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and 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 one of them, you know, it, it requires a certain amount of expression and everything into it. And the other one doesn't, which is fine because people play games for all kinds of different reasons, you know. Yeah. So like, it may not be important to a particular player that your input have a demonstrable effect on what happens mm-hmm. in the game, and that that's an oversimplification. Like, obviously, like you're choosing equipment and you're choosing powers <laughs> and, and some of the stuff, but yeah. they really go out of their way to minimize that. Yeah, it, ha- it has and, like a very small impact on your viability in the game. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which is, for me, like as I get older, that's one of the things that has made me kind of fall out of love with JRPGs is that like I, that's really important to me, right? Like I, <laughs> I really want what I'm doing to have an impact on on what's happening. And I know that um, I can't remember which one it is, but one of the Dragon Quest has like a job system. I'm interested in like trying that because I'm a big fan of those systems. It's weird how they dip in and out. Like I, uh, by most of my knowledge, I'll admit, of, of Dragon Quest is from that Retronauts uh, episode and any of the ones I've done in the past. But like they, they, like, you know, three maybe has it, but then four doesn't because you have like different characters and then five does, but then six doesn't. I think five has it and six doesn't. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like and that kind of thing will give me because like, that kind of mechanical complexity is kind of necessary for me to get into a JRPG now. Yeah. You know, but I appreciate like just having a, a game over, like when people criticize them for just having it like increase that resource chase, like that's a bummer. 
at the same time, like nothing's stopping you from just saving and resetting if you don't want mm-hmm. to have to just get your stuff back. And, uh, you know, the times where I'll play a JRPG and like get through a dungeon and then get to a boss and then die are so like that's so demoralizing. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm very used to being able to save when I want and be able to create my own checkpoints or at least mm-hmm. the developer trying to anticipate yeah. you know, how much progress I'm willing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like there's that um, that dungeon in Final Fantasy three. Oh, um, fuck, that the one ha- at the very end. Jesus. Yeah, that has like there's a save point outside of it and that's it. Yep. No, um, that's, that's that's not OK. That's inexcusable. Yeah. Like that's that's not okay. So like that kind of thing. I I mean I so I think in in JRPGs like valuing the consequence of death is is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. You know I guess is my point. So it's a, kind of a backwards way of agreeing with it with a with the listener. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, but I dig I dig it. Yeah, I dig it too. Um, we have a couple responses to Thief that came in late, but we're gonna read them anyway because you know we're probably not gonna do another Thief game maybe ever, but at least not for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get these people their, uh, their due. Um, yeah. So the, uh, uh, first up Morty says via contact, um, I'm so glad you guys decided to cover the, cover this game as I personally feel like this game got a lot of flack from thief to purist. True. The missions were more linear in design. Some features felt a little bit underdeveloped and the segmentation of the city was a bit too contrived. It still did not prevent me from enjoying every second of the game. Nevertheless, the game did an amazing job at building a world. It didn't matter that it was technically the third game in the series and they had a lot of backstory to know. The game explained just enough. Hammerites were still obsessing over buildings while pagans uh, were still their weird self. And uh, the keepers were still viewing from the sidelines. Garrett still managed to somehow get himself caught in the middle. And that robbing the cradle mission, ooh boy. Talk about something that comes out of left field. I was already fascinated with old abandoned insane asylums, uh, so that mission was a great treat to me. All in all, I thought Ion Storm did a very good job, even if it was flawed. At least the game still lives through the modding community, who still make mods and fan missions for it. Yeah. That's one of those things that I really, like, the next time we have, like, a major PC game, I want to make more time to uh, to play some fan mods for it. It's just hard to know when that is a uh, a big component of kind of its modern relevance. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also part of the reason why I like having uh, people you know, read their or write in with their thoughts. Yeah. Cause it's the same, same thing. Like when eventually when we do an RTS, mm-hmm. we're not going to spend dozens <laughs> of hours playing against strangers online. That's where your memories come in. Yep. You, you can, you can shore that up for us. Um, I'm not like reading about this, like uh, a couple of people wrote out and, and kind of um, kind of corrected me as far as the earlier uh, thief games. And now I really want to play thief Two because mm-hmm. I kind of bounced off it and I didn't like thief one that much. And I always hear them mention the same sentence, but everyone is just like, no thief two fixes thief one. Yep. And that's all I needed to hear because I'm, I like thief gameplay. No so. thief two is great. Like it has a grappling arrow. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty rad. You, man, you got to play um, if you ever get a chance. Uh, and this would be actually be a good game for the show at some point. So, mm-hmm. um, but we should do um, dark crusader of might magic. Oh yeah which has a rope arrow, like a, uh, an arrow that fire has a rope at the end mm-hmm. that you have unlimited of for some reason <laughs> that you use for some really cool traversal puzzles. Nice. And it has one of the stupidest stories of a game <laughs> yeah. I've ever played where you are possessed by like a succubus demon who just kind of whispers, you know, sexy things in your ear while you're trying to do this dumb sword and sorcery <laughs> thing. It's really silly, but the, yeah. the gameplay is, is really great. Yeah, I was always kind of drawn to that game as a, as a goofy uh, contrast to like Oblivion. Because both of those came out around the same time in their first person oh, yeah. RPG kind of things, but uh, money being limited back when I was in college uh, kind of uh, kept me from uh, being able to go whole hog into that. It's uh, the same people who did Dishonored, yes, and it, and it really shows. So, like, 
Yeah, I mean, not now the thing that's going to stop you from playing it is, is me saying we should do it for the show someday. <laughs> yeah, totally should. Pretty much, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, put it on the list, man. Yeah, it's because it's, it's it's really good. Yeah. But uh, that that also has that kind of, uh, like, it's not a grappling hook arrow, but it is that kind of, like, fun mm-hmm. traversal through archery. Yeah. So. Yep, I mean, like, up until, like, the last minute, it was, like, kind of a toss-up between whether it was going to be Thief 2 or Thief Deadly Shadows in the poll. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, for sure. But I'm happy we did Deadly Shadows. Yeah, because, me, me too. Yeah, <laughs> like Shellbridge Cradle, man. Yeah, it's, it's like we need to talk about that. And also, it's still really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that the rest of the series isn't there. Like somebody was asking about um, Paper Mario on Twitter and was like, man, you know, you guys, Thousand Year Door. And it, it's when we do a game that's part of a series, it's always a toss up between choosing like the genesis of the series mm-hmm. or the most accessible entry in the series or mm-hmm. the best one. Right. So like yeah. it wouldn't have made sense for us to do Silent Hill 1 instead of Silent Hill 2. Right. You're right. Like Silent Hill 1 like has its charms. I think that game shows its age worse than Resident Evil one. Yes. Like I think it, I think it's really hard to play. Just the fact that it's uh, like full 3D polygonal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so it's really ugly and 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 just, you know, I think it, like it's good, but it's hard to it's play. It's super scary. Like like that's yeah. the only thing it really has going for it now. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's still still really good, but like hard to play, so that's why it made mm-hmm. sense to choose a Yeah, two, you know, like two was such too. an obvious choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas for, for Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door is a little bit harder of a choice, but like we'd already done Super Mario RPG. So doing mm-hmm. like having something that contrast with it directly rather mm-hmm. than contrast with Paper Mario yeah. made sense. And like, so there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that makes it sound like I, I get it on the back computer or something like that. It's just <laughs> stuff to think about. No, no. And, uh, like, uh, you yeah. know, just if, if anything, it's us being a little bit defensive about the choices that we make. I mean, this past year, we caught some shit for like always picking the worst sequel to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like, why did you do Zone of the Enders instead of Zone of the Enders 2? You know, like, because that's when we well, that's the one we played. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one we played. And then also it just seemed weird to like to jump into the sequel without having that context, mm-hmm. where sometimes it doesn't. And I'm not saying that like every time we make the choice that we're, we're right, because mm-hmm. like I, mean, I would totally entertain the idea that we're totally wrong about some yeah, of that stuff. But there's a reason. But, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> it's not arbitrary is my only point. So, like, yes, yeah. you can disagree with the judgment calls, but like thoughts going into it, <laughs> you know, whether whether you agree with those thoughts or whether you would have come to a different decision or whether we would even on retrospect. Those are mm-hmm. two different things, you know. Yeah. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you uh, want to let's hear yes. ben? I'll take us to Ben, uh, who writes in via contact saying, while Deadly Shadows was a step down from the previous two games in the series, I still enjoyed playing it uh, and thought it wrapped up the series very nicely, coming full circle at the very end. Um, I would play the I would play an entire game based on Shellbridge, which is up there with me for the Amnesia and Silent Hill 2 in terms of the scariest moments in games. However, what Dark sh- uh, Deadly Shadows uh, retains and what it, uh, what is perhaps the most important mechanical element of the series is the sound design. The sound design seems to be almost perfect, allowing you to pinpoint your enemies by sound alone, uh, like some kind of human bat. Many of the guard conversations you can overhear, besides being uh, important, uh, besides often being important rather, are simply funny to listen to. The soundtrack is pitch perfect and rarely interferes with the audio of the guards. Whereas so many other stealth games rely on radars and wall hacks as features, the Thief series always made stealth feel organic. How Garrett moves across floors and what sounds he makes gives you the feeling of a bodily presence within the game, rather than just being a disembodied arm holding a blackjack. And that's what was killed in the 2014 reboot slash sequel set far into the future. Broken sound design. Uh, At least mods and fan missions, like the Dark Mod, are still being made. 
Otherwise, the uh, the closest thing to getting a thief fix available is Dishonored. No, good thing Dishonored owns. So. <laughs> yeah, like Dishonored is great. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like a time like time has been really kind to that game in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I think back on, it, I always feel good about it. Yeah. Um. The um. Yeah. They all all well said. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. It's it's cool to hear somebody else like explicitly call out that physicality element that I feel yeah. like we spent a lot of time on in the episode because it's totally there. That's probably the biggest. Like I've never felt weightier mm-hmm. in, in a game, and that's that's so important uh, yeah. to that game. You should check out Ben. I mentioned in the main episode, um, but if you see if you like uh, that sticks game, yeah, I think uh, I have it from like PS Plus or something like yeah, that. It's, it's, like, and and that's clearly supposed to be a thief, hmm. you know. Kind of, and it's it's lower. It's gonna have a little less polish because it's a smaller developer and stuff. Right. But from what uh, the couple hours I played, like I liked it and it felt worthy, mm-hmm. worthy ask. Um, yeah. finally a little bit, of, uh, just fun. And I'll pick here. this up Gabriel. because it's a question for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Gabriel writes in with some just fun and via contact. Um, he starts out with some general kind words about the show, but then gets into his question, which is all of that said, I have a question during the final fantasy seven episode. This is several years ago. Gary mentioned how much he enjoyed final fantasy seven crisis core a few times. This struck me as odd. First, because of how completely awful I thought the game was, and second, because of the things that I disliked about it uh, that happen to be things that Gary tends to criticize in the games that you guys talk about. Uh, you both had a lengthy argument about the writing and author's voice in Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, for example, and I think that's a huge, huge problem in Crisis Core. So for someone who tends to criticize games for flat characters and stilted dialogue, not to mention repetitive gameplay, I honestly would love to hear Gary uh, hear what it is that Gary actually liked about Crisis Core. What is it uh, that he not only liked, but liked so much that he considers it, unless I'm mixing quotes, one of his favorite games? Uh, that's definitely not one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite endings. So mm-hmm. like if it has anything that's, you know, in the, the upper upper tiers uh, games community for me, <laughs> it is uh, it is the ending because the ending of that game uh, does really cool things, mixing mechanics and narrative mm-hmm. without spoiling anything. And I think that's still really noteworthy. Um, some of the like the individual writing things, though, it's just been it's been some time since I played it. Yeah. Um, I, I played it when it came out. So uh, that was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the specifics of that kind of stilted dialogue. Like you could totally be right. Yeah. Um, it didn't bother me at the time, but that doesn't mean it wouldn't bother me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it totally could. Um, the big thing though, though, that I remember liking other than that kind of ending is just it having a really, really tight and satisfying gameplay loop. Mm-hmm. So like, even then if I was a little bit eye rolly about um, the voice or characters, which I don't remember being, but maybe, maybe I was. And it, I probably was because it's a, a Final Fantasy. You know, what was the name of the the, the Final Fantasy movement of of things that are not a Final like Fantasy Seven compend- compilation of Final yeah, yeah kind of compilation of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's a good chance that some of that stuff I was a little bit eye rolling about, but I remember liking the combat a lot, which is this really weird action kind of timing based thing. There's like a dodge system. Yep. In the combat, like it is. I remember the combat being really satisfying. Mm-hmm. in it so the gameplay kept me there the writing i don't remember it bothering me but mm-hmm. i wanted to revisit it it's just they, they don't have it on psn like there's not really a way to play it right now yeah without uh, that, having an old yeah not, not without going out outside the law yeah like getting either emulating or getting a umd i would love to revisit it though mm-hmm. um so hopefully it is not uh you know you 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 very well could be right and my opinion could be closer to yours if i revisited it mm-hmm. those are the things i remember liking about it 
Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, this just highlights the difference between like we have two two different versions of us uh, about a particular game, which is the version of us before we decide to play a game for the show and the version after. Like there's so much that comes out because we play this like right before the show, pretty yeah. much, almost always. And so, you know, what we call up in our nostalgic remembrances might not be reflective of the way we treat certain games from especially a similar era or ethos. Um, you know, just in our memories from having played them back when they came out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it is not a, a nostalgia is a thing. And then also, uh, my life is also just different than it was then too, <laughs> you know? So there are a lot of different factors that could make it, uh, make a change. But I also understand if, if in your mind, I've been saying it's one of my favorite games of all time, which would, yeah. I would never say that. Um, because even then it's still, you know, in the, like, it's never gonna, it's never gonna be in that, that upper upper yeah, community that, that, that pantheon yeah yeah it's it's, it's not gonna be up there with like deus ex or planescape which like i feel like those games even though it may have been just as long since i played them um mm-hmm. it hasn't been but even though it's been a while since i played them yeah um i can very clearly articulate what's special about those mm-hmm. um because it's stuck with me whereas crisis core i remember having a good time and being kind of blown away at the ending yeah you know and that and that being the uh the takeaway mm-hmm. so yeah, hopefully that answers the question. If I yeah. get a chance to replay it, which I would like to, yeah. um, you know, maybe I'll bring it up on an extra soda or something. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, I think that the the general kind of uh, kind of watchword for everybody who's listening, and when we make references to games that we played a long, long time ago, if you're like, well, wait a minute, what are they like? We we are both, you know, subject to the ravages of time as it refers to our memories. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah, like and, our, and, like and opinions change. Like that is that is one of the kind of weird theses of the show. Yeah, there, there's a there's a weird, you know, there's a, a, a crystallized version of us that comes from listening to us exclusively, mm-hmm. which does not necessarily reflect uh, actually living as us <laughs> or, or being a person where, um, you know, the things that that you know about the about me are just limited. They're like it's it's confined by the medium, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, you know, things I've said on the show. I'm not I'm not trying to make that sound like, oh, you don't even know me. You yeah, don't know what no. I like about Crisis Core. I just but, mean that, like it. You know, I'm not I'm it's messier than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not like a a, a text that is, uh, oh, like this, this text set this rule. Yeah. So that rule is always true. Like it, it could be true that even at the time Crisis Core did all those things I don't like. I still liked it in spite of it because that happens sometimes. Yeah. You I know? mean, to, to use an example from this very message, which was like, oh, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Both of you had criticisms, criticisms of this in the lead up to this. And in fact, throughout the entire run of the show, I had nothing but good things to say about that game. And in fact, I still have more good things to say about it than than Gary does almost mm-hmm. by default. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it'd be hard not to. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> but um, you know, playing it again for the show definitely does kind of refresh and crystallize. And I think that we are just in this habit of playing games closely that does actually kind of make us sound more certain than we than we yeah. uh, otherwise would. And then when we say these things in the same breath, when we describe an experience in the same breath as something that we just recently went through, and we're like, "Hey, this is our canonical opinion of," I can totally see it sticking out. Totally. That, I mean, that's what it is, is that everything that we say about a show that we're covering, you know, or our game that we're covering for the show right then, like we just played it, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's there's none of that pollution, like time pollution mm-hmm. that happens and doesn't and, get uh, out of focus. Yeah. Everything I've said about Crisis Core is subject to at least a small amount of time pollution. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, thanks for thanks for asking. You, and this, you know, this is a good if anybody just has questions like that for yeah, for yeah. Miracle. Like this is a good this is a fine medium for it. Mm-hmm. We'll at some point we'll do another like Q and A dedicated episode. Mm-hmm. Like again, probably when someone's parents die. <laughs> 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 like, when we oh. really we really need to, to to do something that requires no no preparation. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll do one of those because it's fun to to be challenged on things or, yeah. or be asked to think about things or articulate them in ways that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you have any thoughts about Fallout 3, Mega Man Legends, or uh, Sanitarium, you can write them in to duckv.tv slash contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you should. Um, the other thing you can do with ratings, reviews, and iTunes, and the like, um, there might be, like, I, like, I don't even know if uh, there's even a, a deleted scene worth of worthwhile stuff. Mm, maybe. I was looking at my notes. Like, there may be deleted scenes, there may not. Yep. Um, if not, though, you guys know the stuff to do, and <laughs> yep. uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, this game so. comes out um, on, uh, oh, I said at the beginning it was Christmas uh, Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Day, Gary. Aww. Oh, wait, no, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it is, oh, wait a minute. No, it's Christmas Eve. Whoops. Okay. Yep. Unless they listen to it over midnight. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you are spending time with your family and whatnot, instead of listening to us right when the episodes comes out, you know, then, yeah. uh, then yeah, uh, have Just, fun. But otherwise, uh, enjoy any time that you might be spending with people that you uh, love and care about if you are mm-hmm. uh, doing that around this time of year. Uh, but most of all, please be careful, drive safe, and um, just uh, just try and make it to next year. Yeah, just uh, just set with your iPod, set in front of your fire fire hole, and just let old uh, red fat <laughs> shoot down your slime shoot and uh, and give you uh, uh, Kindles. Mm-hmm. Yep, we Umbasa. <laughs> Umbasa. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.